Let's talk about fishing. Talk about what you need to know. Let's talk about fishing and improving your fishing home. I know it's hard to wait for that monster to bite your bait. Learn from Mr. Pond Boss and save you a little time. That's right. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Pond Boss Podcast Series. Without further ado, here is your host, longtime private fisheries biologist and editor of Pond Boss Magazine, Bob Lusk. Greetings. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. You're not going to believe who I'm hanging out with today. David Reich's Aquadoc from near um, Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome, David. Nice to be here. Glad you're being able to hang out. Here we are. We've been at uh, Kingfisher Society for a few days, just hanging out as a result of a of this uh, live auction in uh, at Pond Boss Conference back in 2017, and here we are. You know what a beautiful setting this is, huh? Beautiful place, beautiful lake. Can't speak much more about it. You know, it really is. It's been so much fun. Good food, great fishing opportunities. Bob Lusk is an excellent <laughs> chef for all y'all that don't know that. And we just had shrimp and grits, didn't we, That's buddy? right, we did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good recipe. Well, you know what? I've I thought we ought to take a few minutes and let's talk about what you do, who you are. You work for Aquadoc. You know, I, I do a Facebook live broadcast almost every Wednesday, and one of the first people to tune in is John Wilson. You know? John John Wilson, president, CEO, owner of Aquadoc Lake and Pond Management. Yeah, yeah. We need to plug him a little bit since That's he's right. sponsoring this podcast. He doesn't know it, but he is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Purina Mills and Texas Hunter. Aquadoc is sponsoring this, but, you know, I guess we need to tell Johnny sponsoring it, right? Yeah, pretty <laughs> So tell us, you know, Aquadoc's got several offices, but before we get into that, tell us what Aquadoc does in the pond management industry, David. All right, so we are a, um, a full-time, full-service lake and pond management company. Uh, we restore bodies of water, we manage bodies of water, and we are very big stewards of the environment. That's a big word, stewards. I love that. Around. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I use that word. That I dream about that word, you know, because part of what Pond Boss's job is, is we help people be better stewards of their land and water like you make your living doing. You know, we do, too. You know, so does Bob Lusk Outdoors Pond Management Company. That's what we do. You know, we go sit down with clients and try to help them figure out what we can do to help them make make their properties better. You know, so you guys are based where? We're based out of east of Cleveland, Chardon, Ohio. Um, the business was started in Little Kirtland, Ohio, and then moved to Chardon right down the street. So um, when was that? When did John start? John started in 1983. Oh, man. I'm, I'm three years, just barely three years ahead of him. I love that. He's been at it a long, long time. Long time. Good gosh. I love that. So what is your primary focus? What kind of ponds do you guys work on? They're, they're very they're stormwater basins. You know, there's... HOA basins, there's private ponds, private lakes, um, commercial ponds, commercial lakes. It, it's kind of all on the board in the Midwest. Um, most of our focus is on algae and weed management. Okay, and you've got how many offices? We have five. Where, the are, where are they? Main office, Chardon, Ohio. Second office, Columbus, Ohio. Third is Cincinnati. And then we have Toledo, Ohio, and we also have Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, in Atlanta, Georgia, that was uh, when you guys uh, coordinated with Greg Grimes. Yes. And you took over his plant management kind of stuff, right? I'll tell you what a what a excellent opportunity we were given uh, probably five years ago now. 
Um, wow. <clears throat> uh, we got the opportunity to work with Greg and, and kind of take over the the lake management portion, and he kept the fisheries, okay. which is what he's phenomenal at. He loves that. He loves it. And yep. uh, we've we've been plugging away there for five years and growing a business. I remember when his little boy Wyatt was born, Greg spent a lot of time on the Palm Boss Forum, discussion mm -hmm. forum, yep. and he posted a picture because uh, it, it took a long time for he and Wendy to, to have that baby boy. And when he was born— I'll never forget, Greg posted a picture on the Palm Boss Forum of, you know what I'm going to tell you, right? Yeah. Of little bitty Wyatt, when he's just a few months old, wearing bib overalls, hanging from a fish scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> from the back of his bib overalls. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Yeah. And you, But you guys really don't spend a lot of time in fisheries work. You spend more of your time about making water happy. You know, dealing with runaway plants, working with harmful yeah. algae blooms, stuff like that. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. You know, uh, a good portion of our business is geared towards that that algae management and weed management. Uh, you know, in the Midwest, we, we see a lot of high nutrient ponds. We see yeah. a lot of uh, maybe low turnover, maybe some are high turnover, uh, a lot of nutrient ponds. Uh, so why is that? Is it because you're in, uh, in the Corn Belt? Is it because you're in heavy agricultural areas why is it why is there why are those ponds so nutrient laden it's, it's hard to say i think a lot of it is agriculture um some of its age you know some of those okay. ponds are reaching pretty old okay so they're um, eutrophic yep that's a big word for everybody to learn today eutrophic yep yeah so you eutrophic ponds ponds have some years they've had uh decades of buildup Mm -hmm. of organic matter that settles to the bottom typically yep. Yep. and as it dissolves or breaks down it has a tendency to flood the water column with nutrients. Is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. And so what part of what you guys do is help take the consequences of excess nutrients and manage the consequences. Mm -hmm. So when you're dealing with algae blooms and things, you know, part of my experience as a fisheries biologist is, is we're, we're actually mowing the grass. We're not solving a problem. You know, so when you've got an algae bloom or somebody's got a, a, a phytoplankton, uh, blue-green algae, planktonic algae, something going on. Do you go? Do you guys go analyze it, or what do you do? What's your process when when somebody calls you? They have a problem or they have a goal. Well, I'll tell you. I think that 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 customer base is is changing their their thoughts. I think a lot of in the past thirty-five years we've been in business, it's been hey, ponds looking bad. Please find a way to make it look nice. But I think science is pushing us in a different direction where we're able to analyze a lot more of this data. Uh, we have three uh, master's degrees students uh, working for our company now that can help analyze why are the algae becoming an issue and what can we do about it? And a lot of these manufacturers are coming out with products to help tackle those issues preventatively as opposed to Reactively. Reactively. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the industry is changing. Um, you know, yes, the copper sulfate's still still around, but there's other products, other other science that we can do to help prevent these issues. So let me make sure I heard what you just said. In the, in the past, maybe 25 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, most companies were kind of shooting from the hip based on anecdotal and experiential evidence to come up with a good game plan to manage those ponds. But what you're saying now is there's some stronger, more precise analytical tools you can use to figure out what's the quote problem, unquote, and contend with the problem 
rather than trying to treat a symptom. Yeah, yeah, is that absolutely. What you're uh, yeah, and I think that's that's the way this this industry is going to move toward. Now, whether you know we can get a far enough head of the game, I don't know. Um, but it would definitely be helpful to tackle the problem before it became a major issue. I love that because that's that's a big deal. You know, when, when I'm going around talking to people and working with landowners, the very first thing I start on is water. And I've kind of coined a little phrase, you got to have happy water. <laughs> if you don't have happy water, nothing else matters because at some point something's going to die. Yeah. You know, and it may be your fish, it may be your plants, it may be something else. It may be your dog somewhere mm-hmm. where the you know, the harmful algae grows, but, but if, if we can keep the water happy, then the pond is going to respond in a positive way. So if I'm hearing what you're telling me, right, you guys spend a considerable amount of your time figuring out what it's going to take, take to keep the water healthy. So you can be proactive where a customer doesn't necessarily call you and say, Hey man, I got runaway plants. We need to come out here and murder them with some herbicides and you know, take them out with this product and and then hope that the consequences are better. Yeah, and, and as you know, Bob, there's so many different uses for this, for these water bodies. I mean, there, there's obviously a large fishery base everywhere. And then there's just old farm ponds that they use for watering or for cattle. There's ponds that people swim in, they put beaches in. There's just so many uses. And there's the Lowell's Lake systems where they're using for boating water skiing, fishing, and all these other things. So that everybody has a different, um, I guess, look at how they want to manage or what they expect from their bodies of water. So the trick is there's not just one one way to do these things. Yeah. There's many different ways. So what you got to figure out, so let me make sure I heard what you said. What you just said is, is you'll sit down with a landowner, figure out what their goals are, and then figure out the best way to get them from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it, it may be it may be a combination of things. It may, may be let's take out these plants with a herbicide, but let's follow up with some microbes and let's add an aeration system and let's figure out how to move the water. So you're talking about kind of a, a turnkey oh, yeah. deal. Oh yeah, and that's where the business has changed. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's uh, yeah. it used to be hey show up copper sulfate my algae's gone now it's like what else can we do to to kind of get ahead and yeah. aeration is a, you know a, aeration is a big deal yeah it's a big big deal yeah yeah you know and something that's interesting to me is it's just the uh um the way people think nowadays i i love the upper midwest i love northern ponds and people up there they don't really think much about the fishery is and i get more calls from people in that part of the country through pond boss or emails they want to figure out how to build a beach more so than how to raise a big fish that's right you know, I gave a speech at the Purina Farm a few months ago, talking to a bunch of feed dealers, trying to help them diversify their customer base by bringing in pond owners, helping them grow bigger fish, helping them make their water happier, making you know, helping them figure out ways to manage runaway aquatic plants. And and one of the feed dealers came from Ashland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So before I gave the speech, I, I asked Purina to send me a list of who the dealers were that were coming. There was this guy from Ashland, Ohio, a guy from outside of Springfield, Missouri. There was one from um, Durango, Colorado, several from Texas. And they were scattered out all over the world. I mean, all over the country, Seattle, Washington, uh, New Jersey, New York. Well, I I, I don't know why I picked on the guy from Ashland, Ohio, but I did. So I went to Google Earth and I just found his store. Then I kind of drew a circle within 30 miles of his store and I started counting ponds. 
And then I zeroed in on one particular neighborhood on Google Earth. And I looked, and every house in that neighborhood, it was it looked like a gated community. There were, I think, eight houses, and every pond, every house had a pond behind it. Every pond either had a beach or a dock or a paddle boat, and you could see that on Google Earth. Oh, yeah. So I pointed that out to him and said, you know what? You need to, you need to go talk to these people because I promise you they're working with the pond management company, and if they're not, you need to partner with one because they're going to be buying some products. Yep. You know, and so people in the Midwest – and where you guys are working, are, are you seeing an expanding market? Are you seeing more of a market where the intelligence level is going up? I would not. I would. I would not say it's expanding. I would say there's definitely more awareness, um, especially after the, the the Lake Erie deal uh, in Toledo. Well, Tell us about uh, that. Well, you know they had, as everyone may know, they had some well documented harmful algae blooms affecting their water sources. You know, folks in Toledo weren't able to use water for a while. Um, obviously, they're working on the situation to help that. Um, I remember when Lake Gary <laughs> caught on fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was before I was born, but yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, we get those jokes all the time for sure, but it's, it's, it's a definite concern. And, you know, first thing I thought was, wow, we're, we're paying for what our, our relatives did to these bodies of water what they did to them, what they put in them, or whether they cared or not cared. It's like, is this kind of payback? Yeah, and well, you like, know, they, I don't think they just didn't know what they didn't know. They didn't know, yeah. You know, because people take water for granted unless they don't have it. That's right. You know, and one, one of the cool things about Lake Erie that a lot of people don't know is about 20% of the entire world's fresh water flows over Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. Not many people know that. Nope. You know, so even though there's a lot of flushing, it's, it's still – incumbent on guys like you and I to teach people that there are things they can do to take better care of their water. And that's what Aqueduct does. Yeah. You know, so you guys now, if there's somebody in that area where your five shops or your five offices, if they want to do business with you, how does that happen? Do they find you online? Is it word of mouth? You know, it, obviously there's many, many ways, you know, in this day of age through social media and email and websites and, you know, word of mouth is probably the most flattering. We get a lot of word of mouth. You know, if you do good work, your, your reputation is positive and word of mouth is, is the best. The, the sales that come across my desk that I see, uh, those are the, those are the ones I get most excited about. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, website, you know, aquadocinc.com is is ever changing as everybody's websites are. Yep. Uh, but it is a great resource. Uh, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're a guy or, or girl that loves to do it and can't do it yourself, we can certainly help with you. With okay, so let's just go through a scenario. Let's just um, let's just go through. It sounds to me like you've got several key client types. You've got the individual landowner. You've got homeowners associations, and then you've got corporate environments. Is that is that kind of your customer base? That that is correct, and we've also got a large lake division as well. So, what, tell us about that. What's your large lake division? What do they do? Well, it's it gets. That's where I was talking. It gets a little bit more into that scientific base. You know, okay. we're actually doing water, more water sampling, uh, more core sampling. Uh, they tend to get a little bit into the more fishery base. Some of them, um, and obviously large lake aeration, but they still have their algae issues. They still have their weed issues. Um, and everyone seems to be different, whether they're next door to each other or they're 100 miles apart. Isn't that the truth? They are no two ponds are the same. What's a large? How big is a large lake in your part of the planet? 
Well, we do uh, we do some one, two, and three hundred acre lakes, and then also we help manage shorelines and some couple thousand acre lakes. And see that that can what you do there can be significant for what's going on upstream and downstream, mm -hmm. as well as what's going on within the confines of that lake. Mm -hmm. I salute you for that. So if we've got some listeners out there to this podcast that have a half acre pond, you know, outside of Columbus, Ohio, can they hunt you down and you help them? Yep, absolutely. So yep. how does that work? So right right now we're talking to small pond owners right. and somebody says, you know what? I, I didn't know that I could do something with this pond. What can they do and how do they do it? How do they get, first of all, how do they, give us your phone number. And then when that call comes in from these good folks that, that live on the property or have a piece of property out in the country that they want to make their ponds better. What's your process to do that? All right. So easy enough. Phone number. Uh, I'll repeat it a couple times. What it's 1-800-689-5253 or the info, the email is info at aquadocinc.com. Okay. So after we get past that, you know, our, our wonderful staff in our office, uh, God bless them. They uh, <laughs> they will talk to these folks or get their email and and set up a a we do free on-site consultations. Yes, I said free. wait 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 free. I said free. Okay, huh. um, that is a very important part of our business. Why? Because we need to have our eyes on these bodies of water. What is going on? Uh, too many times, plants algaes get misidentified. Okay, so what happens then? Then you say, hey, I've got X. You come to our store or go to our online shop. You buy X. Well, X didn't work for that. Yeah, you because needed he, Y. Yeah, <laughs> because he didn't identify the plant. That's right. You so, know, one of the things I've learned, David, over time is is everybody thinks their pond is a certain size. It's not. It's not. And one of the things that makes guys like me look good is they, they see a four-pound bass, thinks it's six. You know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they call me and say, I've got a hydrilla problem, and they don't. They've got bushy pond weed. Yeah. So basically, what the, the the free consultation is enticing to the landowner, but it also helps you yes. wrap your brain around what really needs to be done, and not depend on them to know something they don't know. And that's that's the most important. We that's need to the know, big deal. We need to know the issues, know the targets, um, and and then at that point we we can say okay, then we can put together a a plan, a management plan. Okay, you yep, know that's is, good. is this. A major issue is this: is this just starting? Has this been happening for five years, and we've just you've just ignored it? Um, there's a lot of information that comes out of that that consultation. Yeah, one of the important things here that I just heard you say is, <laughs> is when somebody's got a problem with ponds or pond weeds or vegetation or noxious plants, milfoil or something like that, it didn't happen in one day. No, sir. It happened over a long period of time, and it oftentimes doesn't make sense to go out and fix it in a short period of time. That's right. Because the consequences of that can be devastating. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's it. So when you go out and make that initial consultation, then basically not only are you looking at the pond, you're talking to that landowner to figure out the, their goals, what the mission is, and help them come up with a, with a really smart game plan. And then you guys, when they say pull the trigger, you guys go execute the plan. And then you go execute the plan. And, and you know, the biggest thing is, you know, it, it takes patience. It takes time. Because like we've said, these issues didn't happen overnight. There's no possible way the issues will be gone overnight. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely takes time. You know, 99% of these bodies of water, 
have either fish or other wildlife that are impacting this body of water mm -hmm. and you need to be good stewards of the environment and say hey we need to have them in consideration too as well you know one of the analogies i love is is you go buy a car you're going to change the oil you're going to buy new tires you're going to service the transmission you're going to put fuel in it when it needs it if there's a, a, a clanking noise in the engine you're going to go get it checked out that's what you guys do with ponds. That's right. And what people don't quite understand is that these ponds do deserve some maintenance because they're going to age just like a car does. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, and so if, if you don't go pay attention to it, at some time, at some point, there's going to be, it's going to backfire. How you like that? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it ties it right in there. <laughs> well, okay. Well, listen, let's kind of tie this up. Let's, let's, let's review some, let's hit the really big take-home points for our listeners out there so that they know that it's time to give you guys a call. So what are the key take-home points from our conversation? Well, I guess one of the keys would be if you've got a pond or a lake or whatever it may be, there is help. There, there, There's help almost everywhere you go. Um, it's just finding the right people, the right companies, whatever it may be, the right professionals to help you with your pond or lake. Um, it's very important to get someone that does this every day involved in, in in what you think should happen um one of our taglines you know uh working full-time on lake and pond management so you don't have to we try to use it's kind of oh catchy. i love that that is catchy. but it, it, it's what we do it, we work full-time um i and that's what i explain to people we we are working full-time our employees are full-time you know we have a amazing staff of people of over 120 Okay, um, this is what we're dedicated to do, and we're dedicated to improve our fresh water. That's excellent. And, you know, a lot of times people don't realize that they don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. And so even if you're not sure if you have any issues, it's better to figure it out now. You know, remember the old Mr. Goodrich thing, pay me now or pay me yeah, later, right? right? That's right. You know, if you got a swimming pool, you're going to take care of it. you got a car, you're going to take care of it. If you have a pond, you need to take care of it. And don't assume that everything's working right. That's right. I think it's a good time sometimes to stay with that analogy is for folks like Aqueduct to come raise the hood on your pond and figure out what needs to be done with it and give you some ideas and, and uh, help you figure it out. That's right. You buy into that? No, absolutely. David Reichs, I am so glad we had a chance to hang out. Let everybody know one more time how to hunt you down. Again, uh, www.aquadocinc.com and 1-800-689-5253. You will not find a better group of people to take care of your water, uh, to dedication, and they work really hard. There you go, and they're over a good part of the nation. So, David, thanks for joining me. I enjoyed it, and uh, – to all you listeners out there, thanks for spending time with us, and we'll look forward to the next visit. Adios. Hey, Mr. Pondboss, tell me what to do to make all my Lunker Lake dreams come true.